Holy Father in heaven, thank you Lord for giving us the grace to see this day and we thank you Lord for your goodness and mercy in providing for us the temporal and spiritual blessings which we enjoy. Glory be unto your name, O Lord. We ask, Lord, that you would give us the grace that as we fellowship with you, that we would understand your word. Grant us of your spirit as it is that spiritual things are spiritually discerned. We want that we will be prepared for the coming of our Lord and that we will fulfill every duty which you have laid before us while we live on earth. We have trials to bear. We have temptations to overcome. We ask that as we fellowship with you, strength shall be given to us by which we would perform every task that you have given to us. Grant us of your spirit, dear Lord, and put your words in my mouth that I may speak these words of blessings to your children. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers and thank you for answering. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, August 11. No Fiery Chariot. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Revelation chapter 14, verse 13. It was not given Elisha to follow his master in a fiery chariot. Upon him, the Lord permitted to come a lingering illness. During the long hours of human weakness and suffering, his faith laid fast hold on the promises of God, and he beheld ever about him heavenly messengers of comfort and peace. As on the heights of Dothan, he had seen the encircling hosts of heaven, the fiery chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. So now he was conscious of the presence of sympathizing angels, and he was sustained. Throughout his life, he had exercised strong faith, and as he had advanced in the knowledge of God's providences and of his merciful kindness, faith had ripened into an abiding trust in God. And when death called him, he was ready to rest from his labors. Elisha could say in all confidence, God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. And with rejoicing, he could testify, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. Christ claims all those as his who have believed in his name. The vitalizing power of the Spirit of Christ dwelling in the mortal body binds every believing soul to Jesus Christ. Those who believe in Jesus are sacred to his heart, for their life is hid with Christ in God. What a glorious morning will the resurrection morning be! 
What a wonderful scene will open when Christ shall come to be admired of them that believe. All who were partakers with Christ in his humiliation and sufferings will be partakers with him in his glory. By the resurrection of Christ from the dead, every believing saint who falls asleep in Jesus will come forth from his prison house in triumph. The resurrected saint will proclaim, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 55. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is No Fiery Chariot and we come to look at the conclusive part of the ministry of this wonderful great man of God, Elisha. Reading from Second Kings chapter 13 from verse 14 it says, Now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness whereof he died and Joash the king of Israel came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, Put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And he said, Open the window eastward. And he opened it. And then Elisha said, Shoot! And he shot. And he said, The arrow of the Lord's deliverance, and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Aphek, till thou have consumed them. And he said, Take the arrows. And he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, Smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stayed. And the man of God was wroth with him, and said, Thou shouldest have smitten five or six times. Then hast thou smitten Syria, till thou hast consumed it. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria, but thrice. And Elisha died, and they buried him. And the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming in of the year. Amen. The presence of Elisha among Israel had been a source of continual strength and victory for them. Though he was not the king, the records show that after his death, Israel was invaded by the Moabites. But when we check the record before his death, this was not the case. Many times Israel had their enemies come against them, but they could not prevail because of this righteous man. Yeah, there were times when Israel sinned against the Lord and the Lord punished them, but too many times the Lord through Elisha delivered them. Eventually, the ministry of this great man of God had to come to an end. Elisha was known as a prophet of peace. In fact, at a certain time, he was responsible for the resurrection of a certain boy of a Shunammite woman. And other times, he was responsible for delivering Israel. One of the times when the king of Syria warred against Israel, it says in Second Kings chapter 6 verse 8, and the the, the the king of Syria took counsel with his servant, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. 
And the man of God sent unto the king, that's Elisha, sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for Thedah the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him, and warned him off, and saved himself there not once nor twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing, and he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young men, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Amen. It goes on to say that these men that came to take Elisha were struck with blindness and they could not attack Elisha. Now Elisha is on his deathbed sick. The Lord was able to make him see even at this time that angels of the Lord surrounded him. And like I was saying before, there was this Shunammite woman uh, who Elisha's presence blessed her life. In the book of Second Kings chapter 4, it says that in verse 8 says, And it fell on the day that Elisha passed to Shunem where was a great woman and she constrained him to eat bread and so it was that as oft as he passed by he turned in thither to eat bread and she said unto her husband behold now i perceive that this is an holy man of god which passed by us continually let us make a little chamber i pray thee on the wall and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick and it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither and it fell on the day that he came thither and he turned into the chamber and lay there and he said to gehazi his servant call this shunammite and when he had called her she stood before him and he said unto him say now unto her behold thou hast been careful for us with all this care what is to be done for thee wouldest thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host and she answered i dwell among mine own people and he said what then is to be done for her and gehazi answered verily she has no child and her husband is old and he said call her and when he had called her she stood in the door and he said about this season according to the time of life thou shalt embrace a son and she said nay my lord the man of god do not lie unto thine handmaid and the woman conceived and bare a son at that at that season that elisha had said unto her and the time of life it says later on that this child got grown and one day fell sick and died and elisha was the one who resurrected the child you see as we look at the ministry of elisha and how he died there may be a contrast in our mind and we may be wondering 
why is it that he had to die of this illness? Elisha raised a boy back to life. He saved many from death when there was a in the, there was death in the port that there was poison in the port he healed Naaman of his leprosy he purified impure waters he cursed some children so that bears came and killed 42 of them like Elijah he multiplied the oil of a woman in order for her to redeem her sons that should have been sold as slaves to a man who they were owing some money he prayed for this Shunammite woman to have a son also, he multiplied the bread of Baal-shalisha to feed all the prophets and the bread even remained. He knew that his servant Gehazi went to lie to Naaman and even struck him with leprosy. He knew exactly what the king of Syria was speaking in his bedchamber without being there and was able to tell the king of Israel and saved Israel because of it. He knew when the king also sent a man to kill him and he could say look at this man who is a son of a murderer he was able to know that there was going to be seven years of famine and he told the Shunammite woman about it and I could go on and on concerning the miraculous things that Elisha did one thing that we learn from this man Elisha is this the presence of this godly man was a source of continual blessing to all who came in contact with him this is what the life of God's children should be Elisha was a blessing to Israel and he indeed had a double portion of Elijah's spirit. Indeed, righteousness preserves a nation. How would you like for yourself to be someone who because of your influence and your presence, the Lord continues to, be, to, to, to deliver the people around you, to be a blessing to them? I look at this and I say to myself, this is indeed a blessing. This is something good to have. You see, the, the righteousness of the righteous, the people around them are blessed by it. They benefited from the presence of Elisha. Look at how many people I just listed now. Of what blessing was it to Elisha? Elisha himself was a God, man of God, but look at how many people were blessed because of him. You see, when we preserve ourselves in righteousness and give ourselves over to the ministry of the Lord, it is not just ourselves that are blessed, but it is a blessing to those around us. Look at a woman who didn't have a child. She was able to have one. And when the child died, he was resurrected. Others, because of Elisha, like the whole of Israel to say, the whole of Israel, whenever they used to go for wars, because of Elisha's counsel and because of his presence, many times they were delivered. Righteousness is good. We have been learning this throughout as we have been seeing the power of influence among the kings. But we are seeing the power of influence among individual people in a nation. Elisha did not hold a position in Israel as a king. But because of his dedication to God, he was just a mere husband man before taking care of oxen. But the Lord selected him and he can do that for us and if we like him can dedicate ourselves to god we can be instruments of blessing to all those with whom we come in contact elisha nevertheless had a lingering sickness that was slowly killing him where was his god at this time how can he have this illness who had raised the dead the lesson is for us and that is that it is not because God was absent in his life that he was ill. Good people get sick too. 
Elisha died of this illness even though he was instrumental in raising the dead and doing many miracles. Even on his deathbed, he was able to work a miracle by what he did for Joash the king, telling him that he should smite on the floor and that he was going to defeat Syria and he did defeat Syria three times. So what do we what do we think when we see people die especially the people who we consider to be righteous once upon a time in the book of luke 13 we see something that happened when some people came to tell jesus about the death of some other men it says in verse 1 there were present at that season some that told jesus of the galileans whose blood pilate had mingled with their sacrifices and Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you nay, but except you repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Or those eighteen, upon whom the tower in Siloam fell and slew them, think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish brothers and sisters what do we imagine in our minds when we hear of some unfortunate events that happen to people when they die do we imagine that they are sinners above all sinners or that we think of ourselves oh this didn't happen to me because of my righteousness was it because of Elisha's sin that he died that lingering illness of course not in the book of second Kings chapter 13 verse 20 it says and Elisha died and they buried him and the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming in of the year. And it came to pass, as they were burying a man, that, behold, they spied a band of men. And they cast the man into the sepulchre of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. Amen. The dead bones of Elisha was able to resurrect another man. The fact that the bones of Elisha had this power or virtue in it to resurrect the dead. Of course, it was done by God, not that the bones of Elisha had any power in it. Because even if you find the bones of Elisha now, you can place a dead body there and it will not resurrect. But God permitted this to happen to show us that Elisha was indeed his man. And that the sickness which he had before he died is not something we should look at as a, a, an evidence of God's absence in his life. God tried him with that illness and it's a lesson for all generations. We may wish for one thing but it may please God to give us something different because he sees that his name will be better glorified that way. Psalms 116 verse 15 says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. In the book of Isaiah 57 verse 1 and 2 we are told, The righteous perisheth, and no man layeth it to heart, and merciful men are taken away none considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come he shall enter into peace they shall rest in their beds each one walking in his uprightness how a person dies may not say anything as to what the person's life may have been even the righteous have trials to bear but in their trials they have a present help you see, the death of crucifixion is supposed to be a death for malefactors, for the worst of sinners, for thieves to embarrass them. But it was this same embarrassing kind of death that our Lord Jesus suffered. You know how it was for people like Jeroboam, the first king of Israel, 
and Basha, the second, the third king, how the Lord said that because of their sin, he was going to make sure that everyone in their family would die. Or for Ahab, who the Lord said that dogs will lick their blood when they die. These were bad omens to show that they, the Lord despised them. That is exactly what it was for someone to die on a cross. And that's how our Lord Jesus died. And that's how even Peter died. It was supposed to be a bad thing. Just like the way Ahab died. That someone is laid on the cross. Even the Bible says it cursed be any man that is hanged on a cross. But the most righteous ever. The most per- the only perfect man we know. Jesus Christ. Died this death on the cross. Do not cherish in your minds that when the righteous are in illness and die, like Job was sick, he had sore boils on his body. Elisha was sick and he was dying of that illness. Do not cherish in your mind that it is because of their sins that this is happening to them. However, should we get any sickness, we have to commit ourselves to God. There is a difference between the time when a righteous man is ill and the wicked is ill. The Lord has blessings for us if we commit ourselves to him. Just as Elisha was on that deathbed in that illness, it was apparent that he had the presence of the Lord with him. It was a glorious thing for him and he had the assurance that he would be in the resurrection when the Lord comes. Like we read in Conflict and Courage, page 229, paragraph 3, Elisha could say in all confidence, God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Amen. And we can say that in all confidence, having done the work of the Lord, having fulfilled his will, having confessed our sins, while on our deathbed, even with the most painful illness, be it cancer, be it high blood pressure, be it stroke, be it HIV AIDS, if we have given ourselves over to the Lord and confessed our sins, we can, with a smile on our face, say, I know that my Redeemer lives and that he shall stand at that latter day upon the earth and we can say as for me i will behold the face his face in righteousness i shall be satisfied when i awake with thy likeness it is for us to say these things in faith just like elijah could say it and we can hope for the resurrection when the lord comes but then again i would want us to understand that there is a difference between the sickness and the near-death experience of God's people and that who do not have Christ in their lives. Reading from our high calling, page 9, it says, We often think that those who serve God have more trials than the unbeliever and that the path marked out for them to travel is travel in is rugged. But does the sinner enjoy his worldly pleasure and enjoyment unalloyed? Oh no, there are times when the sinner is fearfully troubled. He fears God but does not love him. Are the wicked free from disappointment, perplexity, earthly losses, poverty and distress? Many of them suffer a lingering sickness, yet have no strong and mighty one to lean upon no strengthening grace from a higher power to support them in their weakness. 
They lean upon their own strength. They obtain no consolation by looking forward to the future, but a fearful uncertainty torments them, and thus they close their eyes in death, not finding any pleasure in looking forward to the resurrection morn. For they have no cheering hope that they shall have part in the first resurrection, oh my. The Christian is subject to sickness, disappointment, poverty, reproach and and distress. Yet amid all this, he loves God. He chooses to do his will and prizes nothing so highly as his approbation. In the conflicting trials and changing scenes of this life, he knows that there is one who knows it all, one who will bend his ear low to the cry of the sorrowful and distressed one who can sympathize with every sorrow and soothe the keen anguish of every heart. Amid his affliction, the Christian has strong consolation. And if God permits him to suffer a lingering, distressing sickness before he closes his eyes in death, he can with cheerfulness bear it all. He contemplates the future with heavenly satisfaction, a short rest in the grave. And then the life giver will break the fetters of the tomb, release the captive, and bring him from his dusty bed immortal, never more to know pain, sorrow, or death. Oh, what a hope is the Christian's! Let this hope of the Christian be mine, let it be yours. Amen. Blessed are they which die in the Lord from henceforth we read in the book of Revelation 14 verse 13. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Amen. We may come to a time when we will rest from our labors just like Elisha did. And if we, like him, have lived our lives in service to the Lord, have been a source of blessing to all those who have been around us, we can die knowing that our Redeemer lives, looking forward to that resurrection which in the book of Revelation 20 verse 5 we are told, Blessed and holy are they which take part in the first resurrection, for death shall have no power over them. We can look forward to that future and it's just a closing of the eyes because once we die, if the Lord permits, if we die, it's just closing of the eyes and we do not know what happens the next thing we know is the next second our eyes are opened to the first resurrection glorious morning that will be when we all shall see one another and we shall resurrect in that day to see all the men of the lord in that day we may see an elisha and we can see many of the lord's people who have died in the faith of jesus christ and will partake of that resurrection resurrected in immortality and incorruption no more pain no more death no more sorrow no more temptations no more trials blessed and holy will be those of us who will resurrect in that first resurrection we have our own work to do now elisha has finished his work and we know for sure that he will be in the kingdom of the lord i do not know if he was among those who resurrected with jesus on that day when jesus resurrected i don't know but he will be in the kingdom of the lord and we will see him if and only if we live our lives in harmony with the lord's commandments we may be permitted to have a sickness 
a lingering one like that of Elisha, or our loved ones may have such a sickness. But let that not be a source of discouragement. Let it not be a source of trial. Let it not be looked at as though the Lord had forsaken you. Allow the will of God to be done. If while in that illness we see that the Lord has permitted it to be so and will not take it away, we can with cheerfulness look forward to the first resurrection, knowing that we have finished our work on this earth and that we have written on the book of records good works that we will be happy to look upon. We still have days ahead of us by the grace of God. We have today. Let us write on the records of this day good works that we will be happy to look back upon. Elisha has his record written for us here and even much more. And we can look at this record and we can smile at it and say, He has finished his work and the Lord laid him to rest and he is going to be in the kingdom of the Lord. And it is left for us who are living to Put on the book of records things that we would love to see. It is left for us to live a life that we can, the Lord can also point to and say that you have finished your course and you have kept the faith just like Elisha did. It is my prayer that this will inspire us from today henceforth to give a good record of ourselves. That we may, like Elijah, if we come to the end of our lives, whether through sickness or death in any way, whether it's an accident, whatever it is, but that we may be in the kingdom of the Lord and we may be among those who can die cheerfully like Elijah, knowing that there is a reward for us. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, Thank you, Lord, for the experience and the life of Elijah whom we have learned from. We pray, Lord that we who are alive will live a life that is holy and righteous and look forward to the resurrection. Whatever trials that we have now, is there someone who is sick presently on the sick bed? I pray, Lord, that you would help such a person to confess their sins and to make it right with you, that if it may be that they will die of their illness, that they may be in the resurrection morning with the Lord. And for us, we may not have any illness, Lord, we pray that you help us to keep making good records, to continue in good works, to do the will of the Lord, that we may prepare for ourselves a treasure in heaven, that when you come, we may be in your kingdom. Thank you for hearing our prayers and answering. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I am the resurrection and the